Thanks for listening in and downloading this Talking Heads episode. I, am, of course, am your host, Matthew Herrera. You can find me on Twitter at It's Matt in LA. You can always rate and subscribe to this Talking Heads podcast through the Apple iTunes podcast or through podcasts.com. Again, thank you for listening, and let's get the show on the road. Welcome to this all-NBA edition of Talking Heads. Today we're going to be talking about some post-trade deadline stories, Lakers and Clippers, how they look for the playoffs and how things are going to be playing out these last 25 or so games. Also going to talk some Lakers youth development and, of course, dive a little bit into the Durant drama. And to join in on the discussion, as a guest on the show today, Narbe Pazeshkin. So... It's definitely NBA season now as the Super Bowl's over, and I'm definitely going to be focused in on the Lakers and Clippers and just watching how this season unfolds. As you can see, I'm wearing the hat. Well, listeners can't see, but you can see. Uh, got to go rep those Lakers all day. They got a nice, yeah, they got a nice win last night uh, and a well-needed win. I will say, I was kind of celebrating it on Twitter last night, saying finally LA gets a win over Boston. Obviously. It's not quite that big of a win uh, with these other L.A. Boston title games that have been played in these last few months, but yep. but it was a nice win to see L.A. finally come on top over Boston, and just when the trade rumors are finally coming to an end because the trade deadline was finally over yesterday, it seemed like these guys really came together and played a, a, a complete game finally. They came there was their biggest comeback of the year as well. They were down mm-hmm. early and I mean I don't know if you got a chance to see the game but I know yeah. you, you know the results and what are your thoughts? For Do you sure. think this was a big win that they kind of needed this for momentum and and just just to bring uplift the energy on this team, right? Because it's been down in the yeah. dumps these past few weeks. No, it's been it's been a struggle as of late. Uh, being a Lakers fan, uh, just you know, you take out all the years after the 2012-13 season, uh, even you know that era, a little you know the Nash, Dwight, Kobe, Gasol era itself, <laughs> and then you go a couple years down the line, all these draft picks, and you know you don't know what's going on. Are we tanking? Are we trying to win? Kobe's injured. That era is done. That era is over with. We get our draft picks, and here comes LeBron, right? And it's supposed to be this amazing era we have now following in the footsteps of the wilts of the world, you know, the magics and the Kobe's and the shacks and such. Right. And, you know, LeBron comes along and then, you know, he gets injured. And since that period, it's not, it hasn't been the greatest period of time. Um, but I, and you know, the Anthony Davis trade rumors did not make it any easier. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but on ESPN, the jump, Brian Windhorst said that, Basically, the Pelicans and Dell Dumps were messing with the Lakers. Right. You know, literally toying with them. I've never seen a player get offered uh, for eight, six, seven players plus eight draft picks. I think I think Shaq was traded for about four players. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking. I mean, we're you know, it's just I've never seen anything like that. But yeah, it's the win yesterday was truly amazing. I. I didn't get a chance to watch it live, but I got home and, you know, TNT was showing the game again. Plus, you get all the highlights. So, I saw at one point they're down by 18, 20 points. And, you know, when that happens in Boston Garden, it's not the easiest place to come back in. 
So they, you know, they rallied. I think Rondo has done an exceptional job leading the group along with LeBron. Uh, I think since the trade rumors and the trade deadline is over with, the players can just go back to playing their game. They don't have to worry about getting traded. Uh, so hopefully this is momentum. And honestly, they need to win. Uh, it's They need to rally off some good wins coming up these last couple of months. Uh, we're, I think, in 10th place right now. Trying to get eighth, seventh seed does not sound good to me. It's got to be anywhere between four, five, six, hundred percent. So I think I think this win was big. Uh, a lot of road games coming up too. So I was looking at the the standings for the Western playoffs yeah. right now, and obviously, yeah, they're at ten right now. With with I mean, they were they missed Rondo for a good stretch as well, and I feel like yes. that kind of messed up chemistry and what kind of helped, or yeah, helped. I don't know if helped the right word, but. What led them, I would say, is would would be better to the downfall they had when they also lost LeBron on Christmas night, and I remember they started off three and two through five games, but then it went three weeks, four weeks without LeBron, and it yeah. just everything's falling apart. I mean, Lonzo Ball can't even hit a free throw. But let's look, look let's look back at these standings right now. They're at tenth after everything yeah. said. LeBron's back. Rondo's back. The, and I feel the sixth spot is within reach. I don't know about... Two, two and a half games? A um, little it, more than that? Yeah. Right now, they're three games back. Three games back from the Jazz. Okay. Doable. Doable. Exactly. And definitely, I know the, the top five teams, Warriors, Nuggets, Thunders, Trailblazers, and Rockets, those guys are definitely solidified. Those are in. Those yeah. are solidified. Yeah. The Clippers are going to drop out. Uh, right. I think the Clippers will drop out. Uh, I think they intend to drop out. You know, I don't think the Clippers care about making the playoffs at this point. I will be honest about that. Um, we just saw what happened with the whole trades and everything. You know, right. cap space, draft picks, exactly. important to them. And then the Kings actually made moves to try to get to the playoffs. Yes. So this is going to be an interesting month and a half, two months, I would say. We'll see. Well, obviously, LeBron is going to do everything in his power to bring this team back. And there's what? Yes. Maybe- there's about 30 games, maybe just under 30 games left in the season, I believe. More or less, yeah. Right, right. So yeah. it's I, I don't you know I don't I don't think people see the level like what Rondo brings to the table. I don't think people understand. Um, it's his the way the style of play. Forget about the numbers. There are some people that just make an effort or do some great things on the court, off the court with their style of, you know, the way they carry themselves, their speech, their, their leadership. Their, their leadership. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, you look at players like Rondo and you look at him, he's averaging, you know, eight and eight, I think, which is, you know, very good for Rondo. Uh, it's great numbers. But people don't understand that certain players bring something to the table. So, for example, you look at his history, you know, and you're like, oh, are this is this player worthy of a championship? You look at a Richard Jefferson, right, who was uh, – very important for the Cavaliers when they won the championship right? because in the locker room, he kept them together. So it's not, everything isn't about numbers and you go back in time, you know, it's like, Oh, Kobe was carried by Shaq. It's a team, you know, one through 15. It's a team, whether you're the second leading score or the 15th guy, Every, it's a team effort. Um, everyone is deserving of every, anything and everything, uh, especially if it's a team concept, if they all rally together. So Rondo, he is that guy, and I think this is the reason they brought him in. Uh, besides, obviously LeBron and and all of that. So, that's my take on 
just how people feel about a certain construction of a team. But I do think the Lakers, the trades they made uh, for Bullock, right. for example, and Muscala, yeah. uh, like Ivata Zubac, I, I was a big fan of him. You know, he, he was, uh, he had come a long way. He yeah. went from not trying, he couldn't catch the ball. And now he's obviously putting up big numbers. But I think the Lakers should have uh, looked at shooting in the off season. And uh, they could have done that before, but now they made those moves. I, th- I think uh, Rob Polinka said that because of the injuries, they went in and got shooting. But that's technically not true because it's not like Lonzo Ball is the greatest shooter in the world. So it's not because of the injuries. Uh, but it's going to be, like, like we just said, it's going to be a very intriguing stretch these uh, couple months coming up. And let's let's talk about the Clippers a little bit too, because I find yeah. this a little bit interesting. They ship off Tobias Harris. They ship off Avery Bradley. Uh-huh. They essentially have nothing left from that Blake Griffin trade when they sent him to Detroit last year, midway through last year. And yeah, the, yeah like they're all set in it seems in being mediocre this year and just sh- pushing all their chips in towards the towards the the free agency this summer, right? They want to get a whale, of so course. Looks, yeah. That's and, what it looks like. And do you think they might have a chance of of prying away in Anthony Davis some way? Obviously, Kawhi Leonard's been a big name that's been talked about, but I've been hearing Anthony mm-hmm. Davis and Kawhi and Jimmy Butler all in L.A. with the Clippers, and it's LA. just like, yeah, what? <laughs> in my mind, yeah, I'm like, no, that's no, no, crazy. no, it's 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 crazy. You know, when you have Jerry West, anything is possible. I I mean. Anything this man has touched has turned into gold. Um, from after his playing days, you know, he was uh, working under, you know, uh, Dr. Jerry Buss. And, you know, they won all those championships. He brought in Shaq and Kobe. He moved on to Memphis. And he made Memphis what it was, you know. And, yeah, you know, he kind of helped out the Lakers with the Gasol trade. But, he, he even, you know, he made Memphis what it was. He moves on to Golden State. Right. He moves on to Golden State. And... He is the person that did not trade Clay Thompson. Because I don't know if you remember this, but he was very close to being traded to Minnesota and for Kevin Love. And he kept Clay Thompson. And I was actually listening to Michael Thompson recently. And he said that every time he sees Jerry West and he's with Clay, he tells Clay to thank Jerry West for that. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Uh, but, you know, Golden State is what it is right now to, at this point because of what Jerry West did. So now he comes to the Clippers. He knows exactly what he is doing, I believe. I don't know if he'll be able to get those players, but he has done a great job of maneuvering in order to have the opportunity to bring in those players. Those draft picks are assets. Uh, They have a ridiculous amount of money to spend. Um, They have Shea Gilgis Alexander, a great point guard, um, who hasn't been talked about much, but he's doing great. Um, I don't know if like Zubats is going to be part of their plan moving forward, but they finally got a center. Right. So, I think I don't think that they were not going to re-sign Tobias Harris, so I think they're right. You know, I think their decision was let's trade him for something, let's get something in return rather than just letting him walk. Uh, I don't know if I I don't feel that Tobias is a max player. Uh, I think he turned down an offer from the Clippers this past summer uh, in order to pursue it. So now that all falls into Philadelphia's hands. But I think that I think Jerry West and Lawrence Frank and all them guys did a fantastic job in opening up a lot of money and right. assets and all that for the Clippers. Um, I think Kawhi Leonard is a possibility. I'm not going to say no. It's just, I can't, it's hard to read people, you know, especially someone like Kawhi. And when you don't know anything, you don't know who, uh, who their people are. 
uh, who they're managed by, all that stuff. But the Clippers did a great job. They truly did, in my opinion. I mean, just regarding Kawhi Leonard, who could have even saw him souring with that relationship in San Antonio? That was just really unexpected. Just totally out of character for San Antonio and Greg Popovich in, in general. So, yeah, yeah. like, it, it's it, it's hard to... No, you're good. It, it's just... Yeah, it's hard to read players. And, I mean, yeah, like Kyrie even with his comments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, like, you know, you look at Kyrie for Irving, for example, and... He says, you know, a few months back that uh, that he is resigning, right? Right. Then he comes out and says all this thing, and then there's a whole phone call with LeBron and all that stuff. It's, it's, you know, I think to put it all into perspective, the NBA is the greatest thing on Earth, <laughs> whether it, whether whether it's a flat Earth or a round Earth. <laughs> but I think it's the greatest product. Uh, I think the NBA has just gone insane adam silver has done such a fantastic job of letting players and whatever say anything they want um i mean the nba basically stole from the nfl this past week what was happening it it was crazy i i yeah i mean i don't even know what to say so going back to the whole Kyrie thing for the quiet i think i personally think Kyrie's staying in boston i think he's staying i, I and i'm feel i have a punch that Kawhi really liked Toronto. Toronto. I just I just can't tell. You know, Masai Ujiri has he brings in Marcus Hall, right? Right. And he that's all in. You know your chips. DeLong yes. Knight yes. Is, is, is a great player, a young great player, but he gave him up. CJ Miles wasn't doing that well. And Jonas, you know, Jonas has been there for a while, always been the same like twelve and eight guy. But I think Marcus Hall bringing him in kind of really is trying to he's trying to show Kawhi Leonard that, you know, I'm all in for you. I'll do anything possible definitely to, to, you know, get us to over the hump with obviously didn't work out with Damar and Kyle. Uh, well, uh, but it, it's interesting what's happening. Uh, this summer is going to be one of the craziest summers in my opinion. Yeah. To go back about talking about the NBA stealing like the NFL spotlight. I mean, the NBA has just gotten it right. Whatever it is, yes. to, you know, they got it right. And, whether it be like the, even this like the NBA All Star Draft, like that's something amazing and really cool to be able to televise that and have the mm-hmm. fans and see LeBron and Giannis and Antetokounmpo just just toying with each other and and just having a good time and yeah, I mean yeah, and even during the Super Bowl this Sunday, LeBron was asking for some news to break because the Super Bowl was so boring. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and you know uh, they have so much power with social media and such. It's uh sorry, but uh yeah, they have so much so much power uh with social media and like I said, Adam Silver has listened to the fans and listened to the opinions of people. I remember last year there was so much scrutiny about how the NBA All Star Draft was not televised and everything was kept private. And you one year, 365 days later, and it's all it's televised, and that's because Silver and Co decided to listen to everybody and make it a show and the nba has i think become the greatest reality show on this planet uh just from social media to it's literally every whether it's in season or off season something is going on and it never stops it never truly stops it's unbelievable it's exciting right i mean yeah i've i've definitely when i was at my undergrad these past two years, I really wasn't paying attention too much and the Lakers were mediocre. So I was like, okay, I don't really have much of a rooting, rooting chance, but 
then they picked up Brandon Ingram, and I saw this young talent that they were getting, and I was like, okay, let's see if these guys really pan out, see if they can pull something out of their hat, like what Golden State did with all their drafts, and, and pull, you know, yeah. seeing Steph Curry and Clay Thompson develop, and and in that sense, I'm happy that we didn't see a lot of those youth youthful that you this youthful core leave in an Anthony Davis trade because in Ingram we see him succeeding and doing well and dominating maybe not day and night but he's doing it he, he's very hot and cold in a sense but you can see where in a sense two three years from now that kid he can definitely be easily averaging 26 and 12 if he wanted to and I mean, he's definitely got to put in the work he needs. I feel like he's these kids just don't have this this fighter instinct. I feel uh, like, like like that Kobe mentality, right? That Mamba mentality that I was yeah. so used to watching as I was growing up and just seeing this guy on the court won it all all the time. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. it's even LeBron, right? He's not a guy who's like got this killer mentality. He's not trying to assassinate everyone on the floor. He's trying to play a chess game and which is which you know this is that's cool and seeing all those threes be made last night in the third quarter like these teams yeah, the Celtics overall yeah it was insane you know these teams were yeah. hot from deep and and when they're making it it's exciting but when the Lakers are missing those threes which this year it's been a lot it's it's not exciting oh, yeah. basketball so. and free throws don't forget about the free throws been, I, been I terrible do. see I, see you know I, I play basketball I'm a basketball player. I'm a hooper. And watching these guys who this is their job, you know, day in, day out, night and day, free throws. I don't understand how they miss so many free throws. I don't know if it's the 20,000 people surrounding them that's affecting them. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's a mental thing. But just the free throw thing is very mind-boggling to me, just to go with your point. Yeah. But no, you're – yeah, you're so <laughs> – I mean, the development of the – of the Lakers is so important. Um, it's, I, I wouldn't, and you know, with social media and everything, we're so quick to scrutinize and have our form our opinions quickly. Um, it's actually funny me joining a podcast like this. I've never been very opinionated. I just go with the flow of things. The trade happens. The trade happens. You know, it is what it is. Right. Um, the trade doesn't happen. I just go with that. Cause it's not, it's not, it's not, I don't have control over any of this stuff. Um, but you know, you see people one day, uh, someone, Ingram, I don't know, puts up like 30 and eight, let's say, oh my God, Brandon Ingram, I told you he's coming. I told you like the way for, you know, next game, you know, like minus 12 uh, player efficiency, uh, eight points, uh, I don't know, two or something, something outlandish. Just, right. It's like, oh yeah, forget about this kid. You know, he can't develop after three years, blah, blah, blah. Just just be patient. Just watch it. Just watch it happen. Watch them develop. Just take it. Let let time take its toll in some aspect. Um, it's it's just it's just uh, I don't know sometimes what to say. And you know it's funny because we we have so much um, analytics play such a key role now, and people are trying to understand this. And the aspect of analytics has changed basketball so much. For example, I've been looking at the defensive ratings. And for example, like Brandon Ingram's defensive rating yesterday was apparently ridiculous. You know, apparently he made Kyrie Irving. Uh, I was watching the hot video of someone that created it. I saw it on Twitter. And Brandon Ingram's length played such a key role in having Kyrie Irving take bad shots. 
and Kyrie Irving said it himself that the Lakers' length, especially Brandon Ingram's strength, plays a key role into the, the defensive mechanisms. So, like I said, it's just let let everything happen, let everything develop. You know, it's not easy playing with LeBron when you're 20, 21, 22, 23 years old because you want it yourself. Then this guy comes in who's one of the greatest players of all time, and he just takes a spotlight from you. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I think we just have to, you know, watch these kids develop. Let's talk about this real quick. The matchup yeah. the Lakers have against the Warriors because the day that the Ooh. Lakers drafted Brandon Ingram, in my mind, I was like, well, that's the guy you get four, five, six years down the road to guard the superstar Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, you know, and and it seems like the especially with these last few drafts with the Lakers, even with Julius Randle, even though he's gone now, but Lonzo Ball, they're definitely going for this mm-hmm. quickness, this length. It's no longer, and even the game of of the NBA has been changing. It's no longer we need to get these tall seven foot two guys who are close to the rim and get your high percentage shot. It's about quickness. It's about using the length on your court and getting spacing. Yes, I mean that's. Quickness, quickness, length, spacing, lay, uh, layups, dunks, three-pointers. So, I mean, how do you feel that this team with LeBron now on the Lakers is kind of helping out this young core? How do you think they're ma- going to match up with a Warriors that they're going to face potentially in the, in the playoffs? I want to say yes. I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. Like, I, I, I want to say yes. And, you know, we saw it. I, I can't say that I haven't seen it. Uh, on Christmas Day, they played so well. Uh, LeBron goes down with an injury, and they still find a way to win. And then, you know, a couple weeks back at Golden State, it was right again. Uh, they played them, and they were hanging in there, just you know, hanging in there. And then Golden State goes on one of their runs. But Golden State is so scary, so dynamic. Um, arguably the greatest five players starting lineup in NBA history. Um, I just. I look at that paper, I'm just like, oh my goodness! I don't know if anyone has a chance. <laughs> um, I, I maybe I'm not gonna go out and say this is the year we beat Golden State, but I'm gonna say that in the, let's say if a, you know, best of seven, I would probably say in all reality, although I want to say the Lakers. And yeah, when I'm watching, I would have you know inside, I'll feel like we have a chance, but. If, if we lost, I would be like, you know, that's okay. Right. But I would say 4-2 Golden State. I think maybe. that's fair. I think that's fair. I want to say I want to say 4-3 Lakers. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that. No. It's just, yeah, like because that, 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 that seventh game is definitely going to be at Golden State, right? Oh, man. <laughs> and if, the, if it even gets there. But, yeah, I mean, right? Like, who do we man up on the court? Obviously, you got to put, Dur- like, Durant. You got to match him up with LeBron and Ingram, and I mean it's got to be a committee with that guy, anyways, too. And you got to play smart, but then you got to think about Steph Curry, who just knows how to move his way around the court like a magician, right? Like yeah. I used to hate him when they were winning before Durant <laughs> came, and then even after Durant came, I I've come to appreciate his game even more because he's he's still super efficient probably the well he is the most efficient three-pointer in nba history i'm just gonna go out and say oh that. no he's gonna he's gonna be the greatest shooter in nba so right Thompson will be right up there with him i mean the guy just knows where to get to his spot and he knows no one's gonna be there he's gonna Amazing. beat everyone there and even clay clay puts out these in outstanding insane numbers like 44 points off of one dribble it's like it's, yeah it's yeah. just like okay when i start to bring those 
thoughts into perspective, I'm like, all right, maybe we don't really have a chance. You know, we, we, haven't, we haven't even <laughs> talked about DeMarcus Cousins, you know? Oh, man, that's I mean, such a scary factor. It, I, I, it, it, you're talking about arguably having a healthy DeMarcus Cousins has makes them have four top 20 players, um, maybe even top four, top 15, and Draymond Green, you know, uh, four top five, top 25. I don't know. He's like, a de- And 30. he's one of the best yeah, defenders it, in the league. Yeah, 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 and I think, I think, I think people uh, again, again, numbers, right? You look at Draymond, oh, you're like this guy. What did he do? You know, eight <laughs> five seven. What is that? It's like, I mean, he's playing with four other amazing players. He doesn't shoot much, but his spacing is ridiculous. His defense is top notch. It's, it's, it's un like, and then you know you have the Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston. Gosh, it's, uh, it's these guys. I'm jealous. Roster. No, I'm jealous too. I've been jealous <laughs> for so long. Um, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, another interesting thing. Did you hear about Kevin Durant and you know what he said to the media recently? Right about regarding uh, the Knicks and oh, yeah, I, and how he just you know was talking to the reporter and he said, "Who are you? Like, who should I like? Who are you or whatever?" Uh, I've never. I don't think I've seen a player really do that before. I think Kevin Durant um, just has had enough of everyone. dude he's having a mental breakdown bro he can't handle it he wanted validation by winning an nba championship right he won his nba yeah. championship he's won his two nba two championships, championships two finals mvps i but he's I not validated say, i wouldn't say mental i wouldn't say mental breakdown i just feel like he's tired of having the same question asked over and over again when he is out there balling out um, continuously going up in the NBA historic numbers, the rankings, whatever, and all everyone, anyone, and everyone sees him and asks him, "Hey, Kevin, you going to New York this summer?" <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, we're gonna look back on this and be like, "My God, we didn't pay attention to this Golden State team um, again." Like we we forgot about them. You know that we forgot about them. You know, you know what I mean. Essentially, in the sense, it's like, oh, you know, it's Golden State. They have five of the one of five of the best 30 players in the league, right, you know, they're right. going to do like, it's just like, we got to live in the moment and the present. So, but I don't know. I, Kevin Durant kind of just went off and it was so interesting to me to see people's opinions. Uh, I think some players, some journalists, even some other types of people were very um, outspoken in favor of Durant. I think they said that um, what he said was just like enough is enough basically. Yeah, I just think so, he can't handle the criticism of the news, me- the sports media, and fans media. who don't validate him of those championships. Appreciate him, right? Because yeah. because he went to a seventy-two and or a seventy-three and nine win team. You yeah. know, he went to a team that was already historically the best, and yeah, and he made it as easy as possible. I mean, I I totally I. I remember watching that series, the Golden State Thunder series, with oh, so do I, and and it was it was a heartbreaker because they were up three games to one, and and I mean I was a big Kevin Durant fan, just appreciating the game at that point, but I kind yeah. of I kind of like lost interest in him when he decided I'm gonna take the easy road out, right? Because that's essentially what he did. Like let's not let's not. I mean, that's, okay. Just side note, I think Kevin Durant is the greatest pure score I've ever seen in my life. And the pure score definition is how easy can you make a shot look. Oh, I mean, and his shot's unblockable. <laughs> yeah, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. 
Um, but back to that, you know, I personally don't didn't have an issue with it really. Like my my reactions aren't as like crazy. Um, I think he has a right to do what he wants. It's free agency. Uh, he gave, I mean, how many years was it? Seven years to OKC. Uh, so it's his move. It's his choice. I get why people say, hey, you know, if people are like, oh, if he went to Brooklyn, if he went to this, went to that, anywhere but Golden State, I understand. But it's like, why can he not go to an organization, a company that treats their players so well? Right. That has such a dynamic relationship with from you know from players to I don't know general manager to owner. Uh, I don't think I've seen a franchise like that really. Everyone buys into the system. Everyone just truly um, and obviously things happen. You know he had the whole Draymond Green Kevin Durant situation, and I think the media kind of blew it up to be honest. But um, it's just like why can he not do that? And you know I saw something yesterday. Uh, or maybe it was this morning, it was DeMarcus Cousins driving into the lane, and he drove into the lane, and I think Steph, Clay, and Katie were all pointing at each other, like, did DeMarcus pass it to one of these guys? Uh, it, you know what I'm saying? It was like he was pointing to him, he was pointing to him, and he was pointing to him. Right. And that just shows how humble and, like, everyone is willing to win. doesn't matter who shoots the ball. So I just – I think Kevin Durant decided, hey, I want to go play – for a system, an organization, a company where it's going to be sharing, ball movement, um, all that type of stuff. And I don't know if it was backlash towards Russell Westbrook. Uh, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I'm sure a lot of people say it was. But I do get the you know criticism that Kevin Durant does get. It, in some aspect, it does make sense. Yeah, it just felt like they were so close in that series against the... the oh, the, yes. They were just... I mean, because, yeah, they had the lead. They just needed one more game, and they just... Yeah. They couldn't figure it out. And, and I, I mean, it goes to what you were saying about that organization and what the Warriors have been able to create around Steve Kerr mm-hmm. and Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green about this whole, you know... Is it, it Joe, Joe Lacob as well? You know, the, the was that the owner, the general manager? Uh, the Bob Myers... I believe he is a general manager. Uh, I think a former UCLA alum. But yeah, no, no, continue. Yeah, I, I mean, Steph, even Steph being able to, I mean, that's the one thing I'm kind of curious about. If Durant didn't come to this team, yeah. Steph could easily be averaging, what, 35, 40 points a night if he didn't oh, have a dominant score no, like no that. Doubt. No doubt, no doubt. And, yeah, but yeah. yeah, like they're just, they can just play such a great team game and which is so it's beautiful, beautiful basketball right it's beautiful if if you, if you look at it from a basketball standpoint perspective i'm a lakers fan right i'm a basketball fan nba fan whatever it may be but like in the last i would say since i was 19 20 years old i've watched basketball not only as a fan but i've watched basketball in terms of movement you know i try to see where a player moves on a rotation i try to see where the right mm-hmm. passes are um, I try to learn from it, take away from it. And th- I don't think I've there's been a better team to watch in all this aspect than Golden State in the last four or five years. Pure poetry. Um, it's it's graceful. It's po- yeah, it's it's poetic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like like watching Kobe back in the day and seeing him do the magical stuff he would do, I would say that was poetic, right? And now No, it was. Right, yeah. yeah. But that and he did that on an individual 
uh, scope and Faces. just to kind see kind of like a Harden, right? Right, right. Yeah, very much like what we're seeing with what Harden's doing th- this year. Yeah. And yeah, it's just the they just that Warriors team. They just get me in awe. It was there's always this moment for me as a as a as a follower of sports, like sure. when LeBron was great and before he really won his championships, and then he won his first two in Miami. Uh-huh. It was like when he went to Miami, I was a little upset too. Just I didn't like the whole the whole big three where the league was going. <laughs> right, you not hate that. One, right, two, you're like no, no, <laughs> and then. You're like, no, I appreciate what I'm seeing. And then that's kind of what, what's, what's happened happened with me and the Warriors. It's like you hate it because yeah. especially it's the Warriors. It's like these guys have people been nothing before. Like they have one title before this. when someone is good. Yeah. People <laughs> hate when someone is good. That That's truly it. Right. And then and now people I'm able to. People hate on things that are great. I can just sit back and be like, you know what? It's not that you hate them. It's just that you're jealous and you want that. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. want to be able no, to no. watch that <laughs> as when your I, team. I, look, I, I've told this to some of my friends before, but I, I've never understood when people hate in sports. Now, if an athlete or an organization does something wrong, you know, in the ethical standpoint, I completely understand. But hating a player, hating whatever is not in your realm. It does not going to affect your life in any way, shape or right. form. Um just watch it happen as it goes. Maybe, I guess, if you don't like, quote-unquote, that's a different thing. But, you know, hate is a strong word. It truly is. Um, you know, you're like, oh, I hate Steph Curry. I hate LeBron. Even if you see him on the street, you're not going to try to go up to them? Come on. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it, it's just, uh, you know, people are people. We're all, we're all human. That's going to do it for us today on this episode of Talking Heads Podcast. I'd like to thank you, Narbe, for joining in on this second episode. And I look forward to having you back on in the near future. Thanks for having me, Matt. I appreciate it. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember, you can always rate and subscribe at the Apple iTunes podcast. Just type in Talking Heads. Or you can find us on podcasts.com by searching Talking Heads as well.